welcome again our listeners thank you for lending us those beautiful ears my name is nabraz mohammed and i'll be your host for this podcast i head the asia pacific business development function for wattfix um, i've been with wattfix for the last two and a half years now i've been fortunate enough to be part of this amazing growth wattfix has had over the last few years uh, to learn more about wattfix or digital option industry please connect with me on linkedin or just follow wattfix uh, so today we have a really interesting topic we are going to discuss how can change management transform your perspective on hybrid work culture right we have a guest who has been uh, in the hr function and who has also seen uh, how the entire function has evolved over the last two decades she has grown through the hr ranks to head the hr bp of change management and organizational development at uh, globe telecom today please welcome avri banta hey nabras it's nice to be with you again hey everyone hope you are all doing well you are safe wherever you are hey every uh, for our listeners could you please introduce yourself well very quickly uh, i work for a company named globe uh, we are based in manila i've been with the company for 13 years plus so my longest work relationship it's a uh, practically half of my entire career and uh, i spent i would say maybe a good 10 years on lnd and uh, to this day it remains to be one area that is very close to my heart the other half of my life i spent mostly on hr transformation work focusing on people and organization my company used to be just telco today we are telco and more so we have fintech we have health we have education we have media we have all uh, sorts of adjacent businesses to move the telco uh, space forward amazing amazing i think i think uh... My first question is also on the similar lines. Uh, you have spent 13 years in Globe Telecom, uh, Avery, and you have seen the, the entire revolution in the telecom sector. So, can you tell us how the L&D team plays an important role in the in an organization like yours? Well, I always believe that L&D is a game changer, not just for Globe but for any organization. For a company like ours, where we always try to be ahead of the curve, we focus on skilling our employees, our talent base for the present and for the future. So year on year, we have a moving target. 2021, 2022, we are kind of done with network. So we said, let's take a look at our IT people this time. And this time, not just IT people, but everybody else who needs IT. So it's a game changer because every company, every business would have its own strategy. And depending on the strategy, L&D must be an enabler of the people in terms of how do we even get to that vision and aspiration. I remember one of your articles uh, not sure where I read that you you spoke about the the importance of resilience in the today's work culture can you tell us more about it uh, how do you cope up with these changes every we're all dealing with a lot of changes in our lives especially for the past 3 years of the pandemic yeah i was just telling one of my colleagues earlier now that we are hybrid we are work from home and work from office it's an it's a new set of adjustment altogether because many of us are creatures of habit we get used to a certain environment a certain way of doing things and a certain set of behaviors mm-hmm. i for one i would say when the pandemic hit it wasn't hard for me to get used to working from home because i easily formed my own habits and uh, and just maybe a week or two i was already acclimatized to working from home mm-hmm. and then uh, we know that in the course of 3 years it's a back and forth right meaning 
when the cases go down, you go back to the office. When the cases go up again, you go back home. So it's a constant adjustment. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, this time around, because while cases are going up again, I think we know and we see that you know even if people are getting sick, we can still work in the office. So now mm-hmm. the, the adjustment is really how do you make it work? Because now when you are at home, you just feel like talking with your family. <laughs> <laughs> or just uh, doing a desk job because you don't want to see people in Zoom anymore. So it's a totally new set of adjustment. Okay? Yep. So uh, I think people in general, we are resilient because we form our own habits. But before we even get over the hump, we have to go through our own journey of adjusting, finding our groove again, and feeling at home or at ease with that new way of working. Yeah, like like you mentioned, you, you've been in the L&D function, you've been in the change management function. So what do you think should people in similar role focus on considering the hybrid work culture now? What do you think should be their primary focus? Changing the mindset should be first and foremost the concern and the priority of people who are managing change. Because even if you give all the skills, even if you train people, you give them the tools, the right system, any change management effort should really focus on changing the mindset. It, it is as simple as, let's say, LMD. In the beginning, we all we were all used to classroom training, right? We all wanted to be there physically. Any change should always start with changing the mindset. Yeah, changing the mindset. I mean, uh, when I think about it, it sounds like a very easy thing, but... It's a very, very hard process to to do in a large organization like Globe Telecom for sure, right? Because you're looking at thousands of employees and them all going remotely after a pandemic. Uh, it must be a daunting task for you. Can you can you please tell us more about it? Well, you are right. It is a very daunting task and there's also no secret sauce to change that. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what? What we see is what we find to be very useful and to be very helpful when we manage change. We find out what are your concerns about digital classroom training or what are your concerns about going back to the office? What are your concerns about using this new platform? Because it's never going to be... uh, uh, templated approach, mm-hmm. right? You don't have templates. You don't have like a playbook in terms of how to manage people's hearts and emotions as they go yep. through change. You really just have to take the time, talk with them. They're not comfortable going to the office because there are other people there. It is only when you talk with them, you find out what their concerns are. Can you be, uh, I would say, more guaranteed to, to manage the change and manage it uh, manage it peacefully <laughs> manage it peacefully get them through the hump with the with them actually accepting the changes yep. that they're trying to give them absolutely can you tell us any moment in your uh, life where where you had such challenges while trying to implement a change within our organization any any recent example that you can think of a lot of times it is when we need to do org changes and when i say org changes these are structural changes reporting lines or when we move them to new roles when we move them to new leaders uh, these are the usual uh, change management concerns that me and my team are actually getting uh, in the past uh, i don't know 2 years already so mm-hmm. that's basically the, the concern. Uh, mainly on the change in role because when you change to a new role, there are new expectations, mm-hmm. new skill mm-hmm. sets. So if you were that person having a new role, 
your primary concern is how do you guys help me? How do you enable me to step up? Those people who have changes in uh, leaders or immediate superiors, their main concerns would be, I'm already used to my old immediate superior. Why are you giving me a new boss who's very different in terms of work style, etc.? So those are the usual concerns we get. Um, on the learning side, not much actually. People are always happy with training, whether it's classroom or learning. Of course, they're happier if it's classroom because it comes with free snacks and free lunch. <laughs> we have to change manage. When we shifted to virtual classes, there is uh-huh. no more free food. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's a very interesting point when... When you're dealing with these organizations change, structural changes, people are going to a different role, different things. And I, I mean, I can relate to one of the things that you mentioned during your Forbes interview. You were talking about how important it is to have your leaders check in with your employees on a regular basis, right? To see how they are doing, if they are facing any challenges. So, I mean, uh, is, is it actually possible during a hybrid system uh, or, or how difficult is it? during a hybrid uh, working environment? Well, you know, it is easy and difficult at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. Easy and difficult because... Easy because now it's virtual. If if you're not comfortable looking at the person eye to eye, you can just <laughs> look at any part of your screen, right? And uh, yeah. still the person won't think that you're not looking at... It is uh, difficult because... There's that poor, there, there's that first, I would say, first few seconds of awkward silence. You don't mm-hmm. know what what to say first. You don't know how to open the discussion because unlike when you were still in the office, mm-hmm. the check-ins, the one-on-one dialogues with your direct reports, they're like scheduled on a maybe bi-weekly or weekly basis, right? And you always mm-hmm. have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. In the virtual setup, it gets to be a little challenging because it's also, uh, I would say, you cannot jump straight into work, right? You kind of have to check, are you okay? How are you so far with the pandemic? Is your family doing well? Do you need any help? And I think that uh, scenario was played out quite a lot at the start of the pandemic. Okay? Because at the start of the pandemic, people had their own struggles, right? It's not like I can go in a Zoom with you and I can just ask you about work. Mm-hmm. And ask. I'm asking about work and your entire family is actually down with COVID. So yeah. it's a little off so it's easy and hard but uh, the good thing about it is especially for our company and here in the Philippines we always say here that uh, people here are very sociable they're very they like talking they like interacting they like gatherings and that's why when we had to shift to work from home we had to find ways to recreate those moments of togetherness virtually because mm. people like to be together, they're friends. In fact, people will stay in a company because their friends are here. They don't want to move because they don't have friends there. So even more, right? Uh, in the Philippines, there are some cases where your boss is your friend. So uh, <laughs> the way you do your check-in, you cannot really go straight and say, Hey, Nabras, how's your work so far? Did you deliver this? Did you deliver that? We're going to have to do a little bit of small talk. I'm going to have to say, hey, we haven't talked for two months. What happened to you? Have you been uh, going into another habit or another uh, another hobby or, or something? So it's always, you, you, you always start it off with like a building rapport 
type of uh, small talk so mm-hmm. that the person doesn't also think, uh, look at my boss. The only thing he can talk with me is work. Doesn't even mm-hmm. check, am I still mentally sane? Am I still mentally okay? Am I not uh, having a difficult time with COVID and everything else? Now that it's hybrid, the good thing is, like today, I have to tell you this. Every week, I have a one-on-one with each of my direct reports. It's only for 15 minutes, Nabras. Mm-hmm. And that 15 minutes is either I have something to tell them or they have something to tell mm-hmm. me. Okay? And it's already set in my calendar so that I don't forget and I make time for it. All my one-on-ones that are supposed to be physical face-to-face will be Zoom, via Zoom. So I had to message them early morning and tell them, hey guys, I'm not coming to the office today. Is there something urgent you need to do one-on-one? Or would you like to do it tomorrow face-to-face? And <laughs> you know what? They all like face-to-face now because they're getting used to face-to-face again. Oh. <laughs> so they said, cancel all the one-on-ones today. Let's just see each other tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, the point that you mentioned about where you build rapport with the employee, your teammates, ask them questions, how they're doing and everything. I think it is also very important that these leaders being genuinely empathetic your employees also the teammates that you're working also right that makes a lot of difference and uh, it is very important that they feel that level of comfort the team that they're working with who they believe that they are there to support them whenever in need let's move to the the final portion of our podcast now which is our fan favorite the the rapid fire round are you all ready for it (laughs) go right ahead (laughs) super super so yeah so the the first question uh avery where do you spend most of your time post-work to know? <laughs> well, I read a lot. I watch a lot when I have time. I have to keep uh-huh. my mind active. So it's mostly reading and watching Netflix. Oh, okay. Now I have a follow-up question for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me any two, three books for our listeners to read? Maybe a must-read must read for a L&D or T reader. The one I read uh, recently is Ikigai. <laughs> Great. Super. Mm-hmm. Any, any recent activity in your life? which has changed your perspective on, on the world. Well, like everybody else, I guess the pandemic because the pandemic made me realize that I want to work from home forever. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike you, Nabras, I'm one of those people who actually like working from home. Uh, it is such a sanctuary. For oh, yeah. Me. I have more things done when I am at home. While I do like working in the office, sometimes I would still prefer working. Oh, okay, okay. Got it. I mean, pandemic has taught us a lot. Uh, I think all of us a lot. Uh, it also helped us realize what is the most important thing in life and what, what, are, what all should be your second priorities, right? It, it actually helped us all prioritize better. Last question that I have, uh, it's a pretty uh, hypothetical one. If given an opportunity to change yourself, what would you like to be? Well, that one's interesting. <laughs> uh, maybe I will be Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> seriously i don't want to change anything because i'm happy with what i have and oh, who i am maybe great. i will just do more like talk with people more travel more read more but not yep. really change anything in myself i'm okay with who i am and uh, even if people are not okay with me it's okay with me it's my life <laughs> as <laughs> I know I'm living my life well yeah that's that's great I think like you said you're pretty happy with yourself being grateful is also very important for whatever we have whatever we've done so I think with that we come to the end of our podcast uh, before we sign off Avery could you please tell our listeners how they can reach out to you if they would like to 
Oh, I can be reached via LinkedIn or Instagram. Those are the two social media platforms where I'm quite active. So yeah, uh, my name and you'll find me there. <laughs> yeah, for, for our listeners, uh, Avery is also part of Hope's Council where she co-creates a lot of content, talks about thought leadership in the L&D change function. They are must-reads. I've gone through them. They are very interesting. I think, uh, yeah, Mr. Describe that or inform that in the, the the beginning of the conversation. Awesome. So thanks to everyone listening to this podcast and stay tuned to the Digital Option Show for more great content and some really incredible speakers. Have a great one, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot.